What is happening? Welcome to episode 223 of your favorite podcast, the Gordai Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Mihaly, and today I'm going to talk to you about effective reps, what those look like, how we get to that level, and why they're so beneficial for us. As always, Gordai Podcast brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mihaly at checkout to support your boy. Catch us over on the YouTube, and please leave us a five-star rating and review. I'll see you inside. All right, I want to keep this as simple as possible because I have a stronghold theory with my athletes of just what I want you guys to be able to do is just get in, go from point A to point B with as little resistance as possible between the two points with all of our work we do together. So with my athletes, when I send you over our starting protocols, the detail is extreme. And it's like, I I always, I, I have like this inside joke with like, there's never questions after people start with me. It's like you read the document two or three times through and it's like, okay, everything is directly in front of me laid out perfectly. I want you to be able to get in point A, point B, go. My job is to think the athlete's job is to paint the big picture with the tools that I give them. So the more I think, the less they have to think, the more they can just execute. One of the most important tools I teach people when they work with me is effective reps. And this is why my athletes send me so many training videos when they're learning my methodology. The first month we're together, I'm getting six videos a week from my new athletes. Like after the first month, we've assessed 24 training videos, 24 training videos. By that point, you have a great understanding with my feedback of exactly what I want. I want every single rep we do within our training to be an effective rep that goes towards the mechanical overloading principles that I believe in. So how can we best set ourselves up for this? Well, number one is the setup. You put yourself in the most advantageous position for your target muscle to work from. For example, we're training chest, right? Well, let's pull our scapula down. Let's, 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 and uh, make our rib cage as expanded as possible, puff your chest up, make your chest bigger than it actually is. And then we keep our elbows as tight as we can to the body and we're nailing a setup for chest, right? Or for lats. For lats, we need to have an elbow angle under 120 degrees. It's You're going to get most out of your lats from more horizontal pulling, but you can very much so learn how to do a vertical pulling as long as that shoulder angle is not going over 120 degrees. And you're just going to drive your elbow down, keeping your arms as loose as possible, but driving that elbow down, you know, into that uh, hip pocket and activating your lats, right? We need, if we nail the setup, everything we do from there is going to be focused on biasing that muscle and putting it in the most advantageous position to work. Number two is going to be leverages. So you make sure your limbs and joints are moving, aligning with the target muscle. So if you're watching on the YouTube, you'll be able to see, but like if we're pressing, we don't want to press out here where our wrists are outside of our elbows and our elbows outside of our shoulders. We're going to press right here where everything is in a perfect alignment and we're just driving up. We're just driving our, our, our wrist, our elbow and our shoulder in a you know perfectly stable level manner to align with the target muscles and, and work our leverages the best. It's just like if you're squatting and your knees are caving in, well, we're pulling back and holding back a ton of tension that we're able to get from that uh, movement because our joints aren't aligned. So our joints always need to be stacked. It's like doing a bicep curl as well. Wrists, elbows, shoulders need to be in alignment. 
all right? Functional range of motion. We want to make sure we're taxing the muscle from origin to insertion. So we're finishing every single lift with a full contraction of that muscle. We're starting every single lift with a full stretch of that muscle. It's super simple, right? But the biggest component in my main belief of what induces hypertrophy is effort. You've got to go really fucking hard and you've got to control the load as well. If there's no control in the load, if the eccentric's not three seconds, the concentric's not around a second and a half, two seconds, what are we really doing? We're just moving load at that point. We need to be able to take a set all the way to a point where our muscle is no longer contracting and no longer can contract against that load. Without effort, we basically have nothing, but without all of these, we don't have good bodybuilding training. So I want every single rep of my athlete's work to be challenging. This means rep one should be very challenging, and the last rep should be very challenging. When someone's really good at training, first and last rep look the exact same, and that's my goal and my challenge for all of my athletes to get to. The sooner in a set that we get to a point where the load is moving slower than when we started, the sooner we're getting into the muscle building reps. It's just fatigue accumulation. And when this happens, our bodies are tearing muscle fibers so fast that they're continually pulling more muscles from the same region into assist the primary movers. This causes more mechanical tension to be had. The further we can drive this set, the more muscles are coming into play, getting stimulus being taxed and now have to recover and be stronger and bigger than what they were before. So we don't get this if we're not taking a set all the way in, but we also don't get this if like we're doing a set in the first nine reps of the set are just like moving. Like it's just easy and like things aren't really happening, right? Like every single rep that we do has to be conducive for muscle building Rep number one is very hard. The last rep is very hard, and that's what we should be. This directly equates to a hypertrophic response. You can guarantee that every single session you're forcing your body to change based on how deep you're able to take a set. There's a pain threshold component to this that people need to learn to be able to push through, but a lot of this is just practice and skill acquisition. When you literally force the muscle into a place it's not comfortable to operate from, it has no choice but to grow. So when you finish your set, it's a very easy stimulus check. Did I take my muscle to a place of uncomfort that it's never, ever been before? If so, then we're progressive overloading in real time. So I talked about the tempo. I love the three-second eccentric. Um, on most lifts, I just like hitting that eccentric. Uh, the the slightest break of momentum at the bottom, like a 0.5 second in the stretch position, and then a two-second contraction, raising the weight back to the top. And then as soon as we get to the top, I just like getting right back into it. I want us to be moving like a like a like a piston of an engine. We're just driving down in a controlled manner. We're stopping any momentum and then we're driving up. All right. Now there's going to be intensity techniques and things that I use and whatnot to make, you know, stuff harder, right? Like a negative, in- a, a, a negative emphasis. So we're going to focus on the eccentrics. There's some pretty good research has shown there's a lot of benefit to emphasizing the eccentric. Um, and it's 
significant any any sort of control is significantly better than just letting it drop we get the most mechanical tension in that muscle out of the eccentric phase we're also much stronger in that eccentric phase as well so when you reach perceived failure throughout the entire range of motion and you have a good spotter that spotter's job is to help you not break your tempo you take the entire eccentric and they help you work through the through the concentric because even when you're at failure through the full ROM you're not yet at failure through the eccentric portion so when my athletes train with a training partner I want to see that training partner in the video as soon as we get to a place where we can't push the concentric anymore the, the spotter's job is to help them through it. And then my athlete takes the eccentric themselves. Spotter helps them through the concentric. And we take that eccentric loading all the way until we can't anymore. Um, I like one and a half reps. I think they're really good as well. This is where, um, for me, this is where we're going to take it all the way. Right. And when we fail, we're going to start doing half reps. We're going to start doing partials. And then it's going to turn into quarters. And we're just going to take that thing. I used to do this on an uh, uh, isolation movement, like a bicep curl, tricep, lateral raise, you know, whatever it is. And we're just going to take this thing all the freaking way. Um, I love using static holds where we're going to hold, we're going to get to failure in our movement. We're going to cut the weight down by about 40%. We're going to go back in and we're going to do seven half reps from a full stretch seven reps on the half on the on the top end so so seven at the from the bottom and then we're going to go all the way to the middle and we're going to do seven more in the middle and then we're going to do seven full reps i love using 21s because they're absolutely brutal and we make sure that we're pulling a ton of muscle fibers in and these different lengthening uh sets that uh, brings a ton of mechanical tension into play um Let's see. Uh, uh, sorry, that was 21s. The static holds will pick a spot anywhere along the range of the rep, and we're just going to hold it for as long as we possibly can. So I want you to work through a rep, and wherever we get the strongest contraction, the strongest feel, we're going to hold it right there. And we're just going until we literally can no longer hold it anymore. And then after that, I like hitting some partials um, and then just straight up, straight up partials um, until we literally cannot get another rep. I want to grab a heavy set of dumbbells. Let's say lateral raises, for example. I'm going to grab a heavy set of dumbbells and I just want to ride that thing all the way until we can't even move it another inch. All right. And you know, those are some of the intensifiers I like to use on top of cluster sets, rest pauses, drop sets, things of the like. Now, there's a big difference between true effort and perceived effort. And this is something I see a lot with my new athletes. You'll come in and I always watch the end of the training video, the whole thing. I always watch. Where do you finish your set? When you finish a set, if you're not lightheaded, if you're not a little bit dizzy, if you're not seeing stars a little bit, if you can just stand up right away or look at someone or have a conversation or pick up your phone, we did not go very hard in that set. I would say that's probably around a 7-8 RIR. When we start getting to 3 or 4 RIR, you're going to finish your set and you're going to be like, whew, that was, that was tough. I'm out of breath. I'm heavy breathing. We go to 0 RIR, which is where I like my athletes' top and working sets to go to. We are completely taxed. Like, 
I finished a set the other day. Uh, Stacy and I finished set. She was spotting me. I finished set. I dropped the dumbbells down and I just laid on the bench and just closed my eyes for probably two or three minutes. Didn't say anything, nothing. I was just taking time for my, myself to come back into my body. Really, that's what it felt like. And that's where I believe we should be taking these sets. Like you want to really grow, you've got to take it there. So assess yourself. When's the last time you went into the gym? And after every single set, you truly were not able to function after that set because you push your body so hard. And a lot of this is just pain tolerance. We have to get, we have to push that pain tolerance further, um, which just comes with time under the bar and time under the load and and time actually pushing it. Um, But pushing your pain tolerance further now is only going to enhance the effort we're able to give every set that we do.